0: Right, it's that time, people. The Soccer Dad Pod is back. Um, kicking it off today with one of my favorites, The Beck, with a capital B. Um, incredible artist, great song, album. Uh, Guero from, I believe, around 05. Check it out, listen to it. Kids love it too. It's one of those things that uh, crosses over, makes the parent happy and the kids bounce their head too. So, um, We are here at the Well Spent Brewery. Uh, I do need to apologize to them because I think two or three times in the last few episodes I've crossed over to Well Being. Um, it's Well Spent. They make beer. Well Being makes NA products. Uh, so I apologize to those guys. Um, you know, here it is on a Friday, uh, November 4th. Um, we've been having a blast doing these. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to check out last episode, uh, we had the illustrious um, man of many hats, uh, the Steve Ewing from uh, St. Louis's own Urge Rocks, uh, Steve's Hot Dogs, all of those cool things, uh, Mr. Bodybuilder and Soccer Dad. Uh, daughter plays over at Narinx. uh She's killing it. Um, just great interview, great conversation, old school chat, uh, going all the way back to Mississippi Nights days. with, um, you know, he, he telling stories about opening for public enemy and seeing red hot chili peppers in a room full of nobody. So a uh, really cool episode. Uh, it talks a lot about his fundraising and the things he's doing with City SC, the food that'll be at the stadium. So check that one out. Um, y- the easiest thing you can do, uh, cause these episodes... Uh, I would like to believe, based on the metrics, we're getting better. Um, give us a quick follow, a review, if you're so inclined, uh, and shoot us an email because there's a lot of people to know a lot of people in a very small town. Uh, we're looking for more guests. I mean, we've got a lot lined up, but uh, there's always that interesting story that we'd love to throw out here. So shoot us an email. It's SoccerDadPod at GaslightSTL.com. Uh, love to hear about it um, and any feedback. So... Uh, hit the pause button, give us a quick follow, and hit play. Well, you couldn't hear me say that because you hit the pause button. But when you come back, you're back. Um, today, I have a fellow soccer dad, um, a, a St. Louis transplant, uh, maybe a nomad. <laughs> his, uh, his son plays with my son, plays with uh, Jared and Zach's boys as well. Uh, son's name is Leo. His name is Claudio M.
1: Mermelstein.
0: Mermelstein. See, yes, we, we were just having a discussion as to how do, how do I pronounce Stein or Steen, and I just went with the M, and you helped me out. You bailed me out. I know. I appreciate that. So for those of you that are listening, Claudio uh, is not uh, from St. Louis, has no claim to any of our illustrious high schools, um, probably was just recently in the past few years introduced to all of our culinary uh, uh, exquisite items. I went to Barbagato high school. Barbagato? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was your, what was your mascot? <laughs> a soccer ball? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, yeah. Wait, well, okay, so let's, let's just, let's get some X's and O's out of the way here. Uh, clearly you're from Brazil. Yeah. Um, give us an idea what part of Brazil, uh, just give us a little bio 101.
1: From Sao Paulo, Brazil.
0: Sao Paulo? Yeah. D- and, and if I butcher any of these enunciations or pronunciation, it's fine. You know, just just look at me stupid, and I'll know I did it wrong. You're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Sao Paulo. Uh, siblings. I you have know,
1: two siblings: uh, older sister and an older brother. And um, yeah, yeah. And just like any other family, my dad loves my older sister. My mom loves me. Nobody really loves me her in the middle,
0: yeah. The middle child, yeah. we were there. I mean, that's kind of a universal trait,
1: right? It happens, I think, with, with every family.
0: So, are you saying you're a mama's boy for sure? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what you got to send this to can, can she speak English? Is she she
1: does? She speaks very good broken English, oh, very perfect. good, yeah.
0: Well, that's much like most of my other guests from I, right here in the uh, 314.
1: She can get by very well. My dad also speaks like good English.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um, so let's let's just jump in a little bit here. Um, the, your your soccer dad title stems from uh, you you're married. You have one boy, right? One just boy. just one, one kid boy only, yeah. Leo. So so my real question is, how in the hell did you land and find a St. Louis woman in That's your great- Sao Paulo travels? So.
1: Well, I went to school in Brazil. I went to high school in Brazil and I did my college. I started my college in Brazil, but I always play uh, water polo. That was my sport. I could, okay. couldn't make the futsal team because in Brazil we play futsal. Right. You know, it's like 5v5 five five in a court. Yep. And... Um, I wasn't good enough to make the lineup. Waiting to get my play time, and then one day the water polo coach show up and say, "Hey, if you want to play water polo, you start tomorrow." Oh, there you and go. And then that's how I start playing water polo. And then
0: uh, you were you weren't scared away by the uniform. No. No, I you actually really? look very good on, ah. that, like, yeah, like on my swimsuit. <laughs> if you don't say I so, I right? until today. Wait, wait, wait. I tell you what, i believe you. Bring me the calendar. You know, your, your high school uh, water That's what I wear.
1: Thing. Like when I'm watching TV, I'm just like on my swimsuit. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, oh, you
0: know, I think I saw you riding the bike around uh, the West End the other day in your uh, water polo. Yeah. Was that? that was yeah, you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was me. Blue swimsuit <laughs> with the Brazilian flag on the back. Yeah, there you go. That's me. You got Samba style going around <laughs> in your skivvies. So uh, so you played water polo yeah. and... And it took you, so, where did it take you? And So
1: in Brazil, like you go to college and you start working right away. So when I was 19, I was working and going to college. And my mom, my mom is a Jewish mom, a very Yiddish mom. And she was like, you're working too much, you know. Okay. So she ended up finding a school for me to go in the United States. So she went through like an exchange, international exchange program. Sure. And she wanted me to go to a place where nobody speaks Spanish. So I ended up going to a city in the middle of Missouri, a city named Marshall. Marshall? Yeah. I went to Missouri Valley College for six months. Okay. So, so I got there. It's like uh, I went from uh, Sao Paulo, which has 18 million people, to a city that has like maybe 5,000. Yeah. It was like a very uh, yeah. shocking for me. And then... Um,
0: but, I mean, the Applebee's threw it over the top. Though.
1: Yeah, and they have a great Mac, though. Over there too. Yeah, yeah. And Walmart. Right. The Walmart was like the place to be. Did it just blow your mind? Coke machine over there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Coke>. <laughs> Fifty cents. Uh, what?
1: that no, was great. So, like, in in college, I found out like what was like being a student athlete. And they asked me, Hey, do you play any sport? I was like, Yeah, I always play water polo. So, I was able to do a tryout at Lindawood University. Hmm. So yeah
0: sure, St Charles St Charles,
1: yeah, so I end up going to St Charles, Missouri. I played there for a couple of years, uh that's where I met my wife, Amanda you probably met her before
0: i've yes, I've met her a couple of times yeah she's she's the one that kind of keeps you in line, um sometimes Pillages is your uh, beer cooler, yeah I mean, she is from St Louis, so she's yeah. like she loves to toss drinking. it over, I wait, think, so okay, so what high school did she go to? She went to villa Villa, yeah. She likes to. She's so proud of
1: Villa. So, yeah,
0: so everybody listening is like, oh, she's one of them. Yeah, she's (laughs) one of them. And at what point did you realize, oh, she's one of them? (laughs) <laughs> right out of the gate
1: i think when i met the family <laughs> ah, there you go no i'm just kidding but um yeah she was super proud of villa she would took me she take me to the campus a couple of times to show me like look at how cute this campus is i was like i can't wait to show you my campus yeah <laughs> yeah let's let's go home yeah let's let's check that out so
0: so then did you guys hop around I've, I've, did you um you, you 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 hooked up. You were together. You were. Did you do some world traveling? Did you move back? So you know? we
1: got pregnant right away, like probably a few weeks after we met. Yeah, we were having a baby already, and it was kind of a wild time. Sure, but a fun time too, because um, because we made it, I guess. Or yeah, we we're, were in in the way to make it, but uh, we got pregnant right away of Leo, and then. Uh, she was going to rockhurst university she she had sure. a kent spo- city yeah she had a volleyball scholarship over there and then um she had to stop with school because of the
0: oh. her pregnancy We have a helicopter yeah this is my my second guest is flying in right now uh the yeah. other day on smartlist they had president biden so we made a phone call he's coming up here second half so you you get to uh lead off here that's a Marine One.
1: You're gonna need a couple extra hours on your podcast. <laughs> well, no, take I mean, a little bit longer.
0: Or? No, no. See, he's he's pro union, so I was only slotted 20 minutes. Okay. I mean, that's all I get <laughs> out of it. But wait till Brad or wait till uh, Zach and uh, Jared see the bill. <laughs> They're not gonna be happy. <laughs> 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 So, you guys, uh, she goes back to Rockhurst and... No. So,
1: after she had Leo, she went to Missouri Baptist. So, she was able to to get another scholarship to play volleyball in Missouri Baptist. Uh, I ended up graduating from AMSO. Okay. Yeah. Universal Missouri, St. Louis. Yeah, from the north side. um, So, Leo is... Leo actually born in... In St. Louis. Oh, okay, awesome. And then 2008 we, we were graduating. I just graduated from college and she was on her last semester. So we decided to move back to Brazil or she was moving for the first time. But I sure. decided to move back to Brazil just because Brazil was having a good time in terms like economically they were doing well. And uh, so six months after she moved with Leo to Brazil, and then we lived in Brazil for five years from 2010 to 2015. So we were there during the World Cup. uh, So was
0: it during that time? Because Leo would have been 08, 10. So I mean, he's a little guy. He's just three years old. Yeah,
1: he moved with two years old. And then we stayed there until he was seven.
0: Seven, okay Seven, eight, yeah. At early age, is that when you folded him into the beautiful game? Yeah. Um, futsal first or su- both?
1: So in Sao Paulo, we don't have that many fields. It's yeah. like a big city. Sao <clears throat> Paulo, just just so you have a picture, it's like 18 million people and it's not that big of a yes. city. So like uh, you don't have like fields. Just like very few places have like soccer fields. So most of the people, they play in like soccer courts.
0: Sure. Small, so, smaller footprint, yeah. more urban.
1: Urban and uh, so Leo always played in in the club, which is like a court too, and he always played in school, which was also a court, so that's what he was doing in Brazil.
0: That's awesome. So, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. You guys, uh, I I believe, you had a pit stop down in Florida for a little bit, yeah. And um, he was he ended up uh, moving through the ranks, and you were at Orlando SC, correct? Okay, how many years were you in Orlando?
1: we were in orlando for one year
0: when okay so quick one and then um, yeah. the opportunity arose to take a look at this team Direction. and obviously with her being and your here, yeah. connections to the area uh, was a no brainer i mean are you you know what are you about 5 6 months into this experiment we, we I'm m- back. i know we moved
1: here in july end of july okay so it's been like 4 months yeah months yeah not bad not bad you
0: guys are over in the west end area correct yeah so you're kind of in the heart of it it feels just like brazil (laughs) yeah just like brazil yeah i I feel like i'm doing all over again yeah it's uh it's uh it's nothing like brazil i mean let's just be honest here it's you the, the food's good right tons of food options but
1: yeah no but uh i'm saying it feels like brazil it's like if you go to a nice neighborhood in brazil sure uh you feel like just being in Central West End, which is like a very nice neighborhood, everything gets like walking distance, but at the same time, you always have to be aware of your surroundings. It's not something that you like, Yeah, can feel completely like walking in the park, you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, isn't that kind of the new global way, really? Unless you're in, hello, Martha's Vineyard isn't even safe anymore, right? So I
1: guess, I guess that's the new way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. But um, <clears throat> so let's 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 just start peeling that uh, proverbial onion slash soccer ball part here. Let's talk about your beloved nation, the but the the Samba style, I right? Um, so let's just get this out of the way. How does it make you feel that Brazil was clearly the team of the 20th century, right? I mean, yeah. Germany was close. Italy had some clearly, you know, huge years. Uh, but coming into the twenty first century, I mean, we're not coming into it; we're twenty two years into it. Uh, does it bother you that the United States is surpassing Brazil in, in no, global it, football? It doesn't. It's <laughs> like, I, I'm
1: not gonna lie; I really cheer for for United States. Like, I, I'm like, uh, I'm. I think United States have the best team that they ever had since '94. Even better than '94. This team is like very good. This American team is very good. I just don't know if they're roots enough to win games in the World Cup. Like what I'm saying is like I don't know if they're gonna show everything that they know in the World Cup games. Cause like the technical aspects, I really think that they do, and like the players that they have now. If you think about US in '94, they had no players playing in Europe, and if you think about this US team. They have players playing in Europe, and they're playing in big teams.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the majority of the team is yeah, is, is yeah. overseas-based. Um, so let me, let me ask your opinion because I've always had this theory. Um, part of the reasons why I believe our national team has struggled to gel over literally generations, I think it's a large part due to our size. And regionally speaking, I mean, we are so fractured uh, not only socially, uh, you know d- demographics, etc. Uh, but stylistically, from a sports standpoint, there are big, big differences across the fifty states in how the, the game is played. Whereas, you know, having b- been a soccer fan my whole life and watching even the old uh, VHS tapes of those fifties and sixties Brazilian teams, your team plays the same style all the time. All the players play the same style, you know, the the, 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 the Samba style with the tremendous defense. You know, sp- speak to that. Like, as, as a Brazilian transplant that loves the game, has grown up around the game, clearly you've got a brain full of uh, soccer knowledge. Um, wh- you know, what, what are we doing wrong here, in your opinion?
1: So, I think that in Brazil, like, we just came from Brazil, so I just traveled to Brazil with Leo this last summer because I want to see him playing with the Brazilians. And uh, what I noticed from pretty much all the coaches, it's like... It's it's very structured soccer until you're in the third third. And once you pass the line, it's freestyle. So you have to make it until they like
0: the final third
1: the final third until you can actually play freestyle so once you make that like the coaches really let you do whatever but until you make that you have to have possessions you have to have uh one touch two touches like sure until you make and build up your field so and uh in brazil it's always been like that so you're always going to have like very creative forwards and very strong defenders so the structure it's very much there all the way to your midfielders. And then once you make it to the sure. final third, and that's where you can be as creative as you want. So do,
0: do, do you think that your larger urban areas like Sao Paulo, uh, Rio, etc., that do have such density, such huge populations and a lack of real investment, uh, as far as like full size fields, uh, spaces, things like that, you know, d- d- does it make sense that kind of the organic nature of the, where the youth have to play, small, tight, quick. Is, so, how does that spill over? Do you see that as so this correlation? In
1: Brazil it's very rare to play field soccer, like on the field until you're like 13, 14 years old. So usually the kid is going to play in courts uh, until they're like 12 and then they start doing the transition mm-hmm. to soccer fields like afterwards. So they're playing in small courts and they're getting much more touches with the ball throughout their like youth youth career so right like, by the time that they go to the field they really have like the touchdown they really have like the fundamentals very small. Well, yeah small spaces getting in out small of trouble spaces,
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah
1: and futsal it's it's like now it's getting more competitive and like you know So, like now you have Spain, you have like other countries, Portugal, that can compete with Brazil in in futsal. But until 10 years ago, and like in 2010s, Brazil had like eight futsal world championships. So we were like the only one doing that. So now it's starting to become more like everyone is kind of playing in the short fields, like with harder balls. And so I think it's getting more like.
0: Well, let, let me ask Eva. you one other aspect of the game, too. And I know a li- I know enough to be dangerous, but uh, g- g- give me the lowdown. Give me give me the truth be told. Um, clearly here in the States, uh, we are a pay-to-play nation. You know, wh- you know, no matter where you live, for the most part, um, if you want to play youth soccer, really if you want to play any sports, you're paying to play. Right. Other than some community basketball leagues or things like that that are funded through philanthropy um in Brazil uh, what's that structure look like for the good young above average player you know not not the one percenters, not the ones that are clearly going to uh, you know the large clubs early and looking for transfer opportunities things like that but for the just the casual soccer player that is going to be playing into their teens, how does that work?
1: so, in Brazil, we also have the pay-to-play, but you also gonna have community works like on the poor parts of Brazil. So like it's usually financed either by the city, uh, sometimes by the drug dealers, and you know, sure. and they make sure that the kids are playing soccer. So uh, the,
0: it, the Colombian model. Yeah, where c- Escobar just paid for all the players. Yeah,
1: <laughs> not not like that. So imagine you're in Rio, like, and you live in one of those communities, like the favelas in Brazil, and uh, so they will have. Um Uh, people volunteer to make sure that the kids are playing soccer so like that in in those communities you're not gonna have a pay to play but for the richer community like if if you have a real job or like if you have a good job and you want your kids in sport you're gonna have the pay to play Uh, but you get into an age when you're like 12, 13 where you're gonna have like like middle sized clubs that they see you as an asset so they want to invest on you. So they're gonna invest on you having and playing for them and what they're looking for in the end of your route is to to find you a bigger sure. club for you to play and they're gonna they're gonna have a percentage of what what your salary is gonna be or you know what I'm saying? Like yep, yep, yep. future. Ends. All contract based. Yeah.
0: So going into Qatar, uh, two questions. Uh, first question in regards to Qatar itself, uh, being Brazilian, right, um, loving the game, loving your national team, um, it's, you know, there's a certain amount of culture that goes along with that from your fan base to— We have to win. You have to—well, you have to party while you're playing. You know, it's that's kind of the, the thing, right? Uh, what's your thought on FIFA selling its soul to the devil? and putting the games in Qatar where brazilian nationals that are going to be traveling to see their beloved team play their normal lifestyle is going to be you know squashed right. you know what you know what what, what do you, what do you think about qatar hosting
1: so i i don't like the the way my perspective on that is that the fifa is trying is always trying to bring like like to build good stadium in areas where they don't have any good stadiums, so they're trying to develop soccer in those parts of the countries, like in those country, those part of the world. Right. So, for one side, it's pretty good because then you have a country that had no good stadium, no structure to host any kind of like big event, and now they and they have to build something like that. So that part is good. The bad part is like. The time zone, we're going to watch a game at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? It's like...
0: Well, well, I think the games are actually closer to... No, the time zone's not bad, actually. I, I've i seen games 10, 10 a.m. through the midday. Okay. Um. So, but uh, Qatar, though, it already has teams, right? I mean, <laughs> we're looking at Man City, we're looking you know, look at the usual suspects, right? Right. Uh, the the oil money you know i was looking up statistics on it the other day I was on a stupid little twitter debate and qatar is like you know what the population yeah uh uh i have no the uh, idea. uh no 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 uh, the uh uh what percentage of their population lives in poverty take a guess i don't know maybe 20%. zero 20%, really zero oh. now that's what's published who knows what's happening behind the rigs. All right,
1: next top is going to be yeah. Qatar for the yeah. Perelstein family. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I know. Uh,
0: you know, I saw that. It's the sixth largest economy in the world. Wow. Um, clearly, they're not making s- sweatshirts, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, it's just this weird place and, y- you know... the social-
1: not the West, right? Uh, No, not at all.
0: And they're doubling down on uh, you know anti LGBTQ uh, flags or you know the don't even think about partying things like that.
1: Because when uh, FIFA came to Brazil with the World Cup, they literally because in Brazil you're not allowed to drink beers in the stadiums or like they have a bunch of rules like to in order to be safe because the. Hooligan, yeah, really kill you guys a yeah, whack. And uh, we had to change all those rules in order to have to host the World Cup. So I guess money talks, right? On
0: um, yeah, no. And look, I I I think it's clear for anybody with half a brain when you look at the awarding of the this particular World Cup to Qatar. It was not to expand the game in the Middle East, it was not to uplift an impoverished nation or yeah. help them out. You, you know, you go back to South Africa, right? W- which on paper, the first African you know, nation to host, you know, a lot of goodwill. But those stadiums are now like literally part of the jungle. They, yeah, they've the been same
1: gr- happens with Brazil in some of the stadiums. Yeah. They built a stadium in like in Amapá, which is a city in Amazon and like yeah. they, they are not hosting like big events, they are not, you know what I'm saying, they still have yeah. not started. You know, well.
0: and, and the thing is like, those
1: big white elef- elephants, right? Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think like, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I see that as such an a, an incredible waste of money for these nations. Um, yes. You know, you, you, we have established nations that have all the infrastructure in the world. To host these from hotels to restaurants to the stadiums themselves right the reality is i don't see like a, 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 in in particular like a home field advantage per se look if the united states were to host the world cup every single year just hypothetically speaking
1: it would be amazing
0: it would be amazing but we, we really wouldn't have the uh, 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 a permanent home field advantage right you know because the tickets the global influx of travelers You know, there's a way to fix that. But at least you're not, you know, and again, I get it. You know, all that money goes into the local economy because it is the hotels and the restaurants and everything else. Crazy. So uh, last Brazilian soccer question before (laughs) we take a quick break. Um, Ruining. I don't think there's any other nation in the world um, that from a uh, premier player, uh, greatest player, Ever kind of c- those conversations? Pele, Pele's the greatest of all times. But you also <laughs> have Ronaldo, the first Ronaldo, who's now fat Ronaldo, the real Ronaldo, the real Ronaldo, the uh, triangle, the, best Ronaldo. the be- yeah, the triangle head Ronaldo. You have him. You have Ronaldinho. The you second have Ronaldo.
1: I second mean, second best Ronaldo.
0: You you have <laughs> literally a list of ten to twelve players. Throughout the history of the game, that during their generation, they were arguably the best. The yeah. best player in the world. Who, not a Brazilian, is the best player in the game all time, excluding Brazilian players, in your opinion?
1: I would say Messi. I'm like people would say, oh, Maradona is better, and I'm like. The whole thing about Pelé, for instance, Pelé, it's like a Michael Jordan. Pelé would always do good propaganda. He would always be like a very good example for all the kids. And uh, I think Massey follows the same line. And uh, even though Maradona was probably like the most... I don't know if he was more magic than Messi. Yeah. But I, I, well. just, I just like <clears throat> the way that Massey Kerski's career... You know what I'm saying? It's you like the
0: total package, exactly. But Maradona did win the World Cup.
1: He did, and until Messi, so in this World Cup, I'm definitely cheering for Brazil.
0: But, no, um, yes. But well, I thought you were cheering for the United States.
1: No, I'm. I mean, my hope, like I think, United States final. It's the first game versus Wales. If you don't win that game, you can just forget about. <laughs> <No. that>.
0: <laughs> look, <laughs> look as a U.S. soccer fan, I've learned to. Not watch the games.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. No. I, I will watch uh, every game, every every Brazil and every US game. But I'm, I'm putting my bet, I'm putting my money in Argentina. So I'm cheering for Brazil, but I'm, I'm putting, I'm betting in Argentina.
0: What do you have against European players? I I don't have anything against. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, mean, I just. Is this a hemisphere? Just, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I'm i
1: yeah, yes or no. I I love conspiracy stories. So I would say if there is a perfect story to be reading to be it's Messi's story it's Messi
0: winning a World Cup. I, I, t- I completely agree. I think out of the two Ronaldo current Portuguese Ronaldo uh and Messi as much as I've always argued in my personal opinion I think Ronaldo if I'm building a team I don't pick Messi first. I pick Ronaldo in his prime. Me too. Because he does 17 other things great. Um, But from a World Cup standpoint, you look, seeing the little dude lift that trophy. I feel like
1: the world wants to see the best ever, and Messi will never be the best ever if he doesn't win any World Cup. So in the perfect story, he wins this World Cup. And if we believe in conspiracy theory and everybody, everything is already written, I think Argentina is winning. But... I hope from all my heart and I'm okay in losing my bets because I, I have a WhatsApp group. Do you know what WhatsApp is? Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a WhatsApp group with like 25 friends in Brazil and uh, we all put like all the games and who's winning and it's like $100 to play. Sure. And I'm I'm putting my bet on Argentina and everybody else is putting it in Brazil and they're all like, oh, you put it in Argentina. I was like, I'm betting in Argentina, but I'm cheering for Brazil. So if Brazil wins, I'm okay in losing my a hundred dollars. I'm happy. Okay,
0: losing. so so then you can't uh, forget about the South American nations for a second. If a European nation wins, which who's who who's gonna win it? Wales. Wales.
1: Yes. Oh, you're just saying that to like. It, yeah, no I mean, the thing is like <clears throat> i don't want german to win because they already have four world cups <laughs> and they would have a fifth one so i don't really don't want them to win i can't stand german right now since we lost 7-1 to them it's like the, they are it, the that least. was arguably
0: the the most embarrassing loss in brazilian history oh
1: my god that was like the reason why i left brazil in first place because i was the idea was to stay all the way to the olympics but the World Cup sucked oh. and i was like no we're living now yeah we're out <laughs> we're living next what year a, what about england
0: you think england has a shot i don't think that england talent?
1: has any chance I, I think i think england is going to struggle versus us is going to struggle versus wales and uh, who else is iran i think iraq iran. or iran. iran yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to stroke every single game. They might not even make the group. I'm, I'm putting them as first in my group and United States as second. But I I don't think they can go far. They yeah, I mean, we
0: we were literally put in a group of our largest nemesis, nemesis of all time. You know, clearly we beat the British in 1776. And then uh, Iran's not a big fan of ours either. No. You know, for...
1: And I, I don't get opinion, that. In mean, my opinion, that's one of the most interesting uh, <laughs>
0: games. <laughs> so, well, it, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play us out real fast here. <clears throat> Are you um, playing some samba? Samba. Uh, oh, jo- oh, hold you on. You play yep. jo- Jorge uh, No, no, no. I, I got I got one for you. You, you have one? Y- y- I'll, I'm s- a, I'll sing with the song. I'm a huge... Obviously, I'm into music. Um... Here, hold okay? on. I'm gonna pull this up. We're gonna roll this out. Oh, <coughs> Lele. In honor la of la la. you. Oh, no, better, better, better. Here we go. Ready? Alright. Ooh, this is a classic. Right? Yeah. You know it? You obviously, know it. Yeah. It's your man. Right? Seu Jorge. Seu Jorge. Right? For all of you listening in wondering, what the fuck is that? Have, if, have you watched a City of God?
1: I uh, have. Uh, yes. So he's the main character of City of God. He's one of. He's oh, the, really? Yeah. He's on the movie. Oh, shit. I didn't really put two and that. two
0: together. This, this is hilarious. This is from Life Aquatic. Steve Zuzu, right? With Bill Murray. And this whole soundtrack is this dude playing David Bowie tracks on an acoustic guitar. And he's he he's in he features in the movies, great, so great.
1: I love I love so George I love Jorge Benjor. Jorge Ben-Jor is a guy that he plays um, samba. Yeah. But he mix it up with blues and jazz, so it's right. like a samba with jazz, and you have all the metals going. It's
0: well, here's what we'll do. We're gonna, we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, roll out to break. We're gonna pull that up. We're gonna get a refill, and when we come back, we'll be listening to your man. My Peace. man Your man Later All right We're back Claudio Break it down for me What am I listening to here? So you're listening to Jorge Benjor. This song's uh, name is
1: Zagueiro Zagueiro is Defender in Portuguese, like uh, yeah. right back or left back, however oh, so you want to say. So it's literally dedicated to the game. It's dedicated to the defender of the game. So it's all about oh. like, like, you have to, you have to like, the zaguero needs to be like, strong, he needs to be the captain, but he also needs to know how to play, you Like, know what I'm like Silva? like Thiago Silva yes yeah. right good Chelsea boy yeah Thiago <coughs> or um, um, Militão right Militão uh, yeah. is a good yeah, defender yeah. too for Real
0: Madrid so, so okay so if that is Zagero is uh, the song dedicated to defenders right. what is the song dedicated to the uh, beautiful number 10s I
1: would say Filho Maravilha from the same um,
0: same album same album let me uh here we go. You, you look that up and I'll ask you some questions here. <clears throat> so, um, l- 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 while you're pulling that up... Right, w- right uh, here. All right, let's hit it. That was a quick find. Yeah. Volume. hope. Oh. All right, so the other one was a little slower, a little bit more. Right. So does this, does it make sense that this is a number 10 song? It does. All right. <laughs> That's pretty chill. It's
1: beautiful. It's pretty chill. So it's, it talks about like this guy that came with inspiration, a lot of love and emotion,
0: so okay. explosion and go. All right. So here, here's what I was he, it, because obviously, um, let's see here. South American music in general. Clearly it's regional, most of it is right. very...
1: But Brazil, you have to defer, and I hate to say that because... So, Brazilian story, it's very much uh, different than the Latin America story, even, even though it's all Latin America. So, right. you're going to have to go back to like 6th grade or 7th grade when we divided America, South America, in, te- in the treat of Tordesillas. Sure. And uh, South America was divided in two. Half was Spain, Spanish, and the other half was Portugal. Right. And uh, Brazil became one big nation, and Latin America became a bunch of other nations. So we end up having like we we have a very different culture than the rest of Latin America. So Brazil is quite different in in that way. You guys kick the shit out of carnival every
0: time carnival i mean come on
1: carnival is amazing best place you like second week of february you want to be in a good place go to brazil any city of brazil you're gonna party and you're gonna have a lot
0: of fun well let me ask you just an honest question is it a good idea for someone that is in love with anyone to go to brazil during carnival oh yeah anyone and you're going to find but, a lot of love. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of yeah, my question. If you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to find as much love as down you here. can take it. Yeah, but is it safe? Is it a good idea? Is it, is it like, so this past yeah. week I was out in Vegas Use for protection. a couple of days. Use <laughs> <laughs> well, protection. Uh, Be safe. Yeah. I was just in Vegas, though, and I was thinking, you know, I'm looking at these guys because we are early rise for our flight out, and we're walking through the uh, the, the casino floor to the ride share like shit it was four, 45, 5 o'clock in the morning something like that and nobody's went to bed yet and i'm thinking to myself if you have that compulsion why do you go to vegas right right and i get it that i understand why people go but if you have a compulsion for the hips and the lips and the shake and the carnival does it make sense to go a, or do you just go to say No, you've done it, it
1: makes a lot of sense. So in Brazil we actually party <laughs> much later than you guys. We don't start partying at eight, we start partying at like I would say eleven thirty at night. Oh hell no. And I'm already sleeping for know, two hours. And we were done after breakfast. So there is a lot of parties in Brazil where you go to party and then five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning they start serving breakfast and then you have breakfast and then you go to bed and then you go home.
0: Yeah, see, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just, uh, I mean, I know it still happens here. You know, there's there's 3 a.m., there's 5 a.m., there's 24-hour bars. But I, I just see, um, you know, within within the industry in general, the, 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 the bar business, uh, having a lot of friends that have bars, have been in the game a long time, and ourselves just recently selling our own property, kids, young adults, I should say, they're not drinking the way our generation did. And I and I've got probably about ten years on you and I would venture a guess that we drink more than you guys. You drink more than the twenty right. something and it's just going down. Uh care to speculate?
1: I'm not sure why. I just yeah. think that um it's the new cool to be healthy and <laughs> I guess and like yeah, I did wait to see, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like Uh, And in Brazil It's different Because um, Bars And Places They will sell beer For you It doesn't matter Your age As long as You can pay for it So you get used To drinking In a much Earlier age So by the time You're 23 24 You already Experienced that
0: Drinking I've seen that A few times Because I have not Traveled south That far south But I've been to Europe a number Of times And it the, the French and the Italians in particular, wine specifically, is at the table at at very, very early age. Yes. And the lack of obesity is staggering. And like they have to ride their bikes. They ride their bikes. They walk. They, I mean, there's no such thing as can't believe it's not butter. You know in the french countryside i don't
1: think the drive-through is 24 hours over there you know? no yeah oh, i mean it's
0: <laughs> it's just one of those things that i, I we just we, we we typically we're gluttonous we're a gluttonous nation right you know do you, living living here uh do, do you feel that our uh, uh tea raves and cheesecake and all that are, are oh, I love that where, where where are we on the gluttony scale in your opinion having been in florida and other parts of the country
1: so in St. Louis, I, honestly, I think that St. Louis it's like a great city to be in terms of like uh, gastronomy. It has a lot of options, a lot of places right. to go. Um, but in Florida, I think it's not as good. Uh, you don't have that many options because Florida is very widespread, so you always end up going to those chain yeah. restaurants. And uh, here, especially living in Central West, and you just go to like yeah, I mean there are no chains. local restaurants and yeah. right,
0: cool. Um, I gotta ask you too. Uh, I'm a poli-sci junkie. Love politics. Um, I like politics too. So, you guys just had election, a, a huge election. I know that was wild. Um, that was kind of representative of what we've been seeing globally. Um, I, I mean, simp- I f-
1: simply put... I felt I lived the future. You know what I'm saying? Like 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And and now 2022 in Brazil, it's pretty much the same picture that we saw here yeah. in the US. It's like the same... A narrative, the same idea with like you have a bunch of medias going to one side and fuel to the other side, the same idea where like. You start questioning the results and you start questioning if it was fair or not. So, well, and Brazil, it's like. I
0: can tell you where they got that game plan from. I <laughs> you know. know. And, but Brazil We, is we diff- exported that grand uh, skill set.
1: Right. Brazil is a different level of corruption, it's a different level of game. Like, it's just a wild word in terms of uh, corruption. So, it's. I'm happy I'm not there to to live that moment in brazil but at the same time i feel <laughs> bad <laughs> welcome to missouri I <laughs> politics know. i mean
0: if, if 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 flying away from that if if you feel more comfortable here man ho- holy cow like oh yeah I, this I, is I, this is way safer than brazil uh well okay well, okay, well that's that's a whole different thing I mean, you know it's like but you know living here and obviously being uh you, you mentioned that you enjoy politics as well um As, uh, you know, a a foreign national, right? When you look at our news and you look at the talking heads, uh, the quote leaders of our parties, do you just think that we're batshit crazy? Do you are you envious because yours was even more batshit crazy? I mean, I think where where is it on the batshit scale?
1: I think you guys are doing well. (laughs) Hello, I'm saying like comparing with Brazil, yeah, like. The thing is like what scares me being from Brazil, it's like um, I'm very scared of like socialism as a thing, you know what I'm saying? Because you come from Latin America and you see like the big state and uh, the amount of corruption that goes with the big state. Uh, it's scary because uh, imagine going in a straight line, or you have to go in a straight line, and every two minutes you have to turn it the right or left. So it's like a lot of bureaucracy. You you have a lot of stuff. If you want to open your business in Brazil, it takes a while. If you need to do something related to the state, it's like a nightmare. If you're trying to build something in Brazil, you have to pay like sure not only like Mm. the regular things but you have to pay the guy that authorize to to get the permits and stuff like that so it's like it's wild all that west so it's way worse and um so i'm very afraid of like having a big state overall and like having be too close to socialism because in my opinion I think it it averages people down more than average up. I'm like a fan of like United States and like the capitalism itself, like where you work and you have to, uh, as better as you are, more you're gonna make and more you're gonna provide to your family and that kind of stuff. And I don't like the, the idea of like, even though we're two different people and you're better than I am somehow, we're going to be the same we're animals we're i don't think we're ever going to be the same no matter what well
0: we so so i mean the biggest thing that jumps out to me that is the primary difference is um i mean brazil has immense poverty like we we have right. a lot of homeless people right i mean we have poverty lines we have clear segments of our population urban Urban and otherwise, that um, we we have a kid on our stage here. (laughs) Good thing the parents are drinking. (laughs) Um, But the poverty there, and I've never been there. Right, but I've studied. You you're from there. I think you would agree that it's different. Our rural poverty still has paved roads right
1: exactly not good paved roads and and here you still have an opportunity to go to school you still have no matter how not educated you are if you go to school and if you if you finish school you have an opportunity to go even to a community college and finish your education you know what I'm saying so here you do have ways where you can Uh, have I'm not saying an equal opportunity but you you do have opportunities if you do yeah I I don't think
0: anybody with a sane perception of uh, what's going on here could look in the mirror and say we have equal opportunity
1: like no it's not like a weak equal opportunity but the opportunities are there like Sure. In a much different way that you have in Brazil. Like in Brazil, if you come from a very poor family, the chances of you finishing high school, it's it's very low and much less if you want to go to college or become a doctor. Sure. And in here, if you, if you really want it, the opportunity is there. Like if you really want to be someone and if you fight for it, it doesn't matter like how i would say fucked up your life is but like you know what i'm saying you still can make it and in brazil it's like a much harder route to go
0: yeah well and that's kind of my point like we you know we things are so toxic right um i i read something the other day on social media saying the reason we are so toxic is social media uh, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I, I've, I, I mean, I've never seen it this way though, not this bad. You know, it's so getting the very
1: po- polarized, right? Everybody, and and this is the thing, because like, I don't think I'm like if because I'm American citizen now, so I'm very proud to be American, and I don't think I am like either Republican or Democrat. I just think that I'm more like. I like capitalism and I like the social part of it. So I think we do need to help people. I think sure. some stuff needs to be like... Some people will not have the same opportunity and they need to be helped. But at the same time, we have to like make sure like it's to a certain like i don't know how to explain but you we need to help people but also make people accountable so
0: yeah no for sure and i think my position personally has always been uh socially i'm way more liberal uh fiscally i'm way more conservative as a small business owner i it's not so much that i oppose taxes i i don't oppose taxes i understand their role i oppose frivolous spending I don't think addressing student loans or healthcare in particular is frivolous. I think there's value add. I think there's benefit there, you know, because the root cause on so many of these things that are bad here stem from capitalism. Right. <laughs> they they've been broke because there was a way and a process to make money in fields, um, service fields in particular, education and healthcare is the prime example in which there were ways created over the past 100 plus years to make fuck tons of money. And right. and once people have that money, I mean, we all know what happens at that point, um, you know, because uh, our our politicians are, you know, they can accept donations. <laughs> so, That's wild. So, yeah, I was just curious, though, because... Um, that election that you guys had was—I mean, it was global news, right? Because it was—it was kind of a, to a degree. Would you agree with this statement? I heard this—I forget which station it was. It was that your election was a referendum on Trump, from a global standpoint.
1: Yeah, and um, so Bolsonaro, which is like he has the same rhetoric of Trump, but he's not Trump. Like I see Trump more like an outsider he was not a politician he was not a politic before and bolsonaro was in politician for the last 26 years but he does have the same rhetoric of uh, of trump right? he, he yeah. what he did in brazil this last 4 years he's like giving the people the right to bear arms which is like until 4 years ago you couldn't even carry a gun or anything like that so it would be it's it's almost impossible so you would have like bad guys with very good Arms like guns and yeah, uh, and you'd have the police with like very bad ones because they state doesn't. The state is like.
0: Well, I, I think the the thing with him uh, was more of the uh, uh, nationalism, right? Pushing. I mean, I, I, I've I've heard his speeches. I mean they fringed on fascism. Uh, he, he he was he was very aggressive in his narrative.
1: Yes, but I'm I'm a, I'm I come from a Jewish family, right? So in like I'm totally against fascism, nazism and everything related to that. So but I don't think that nationalism and patriotism it's bad. So I think the fascism and the, the Nazis they use nationalism Sure. to to deliver their message to put on their propaganda so and bolsonaro also used nationalism to deliver his propaganda but I don't think it's necessary uh, relation with fascism you know what I'm saying because in practicality he's not taking the freedom out of the people you know what I'm saying like the stuff that he's putting together it's like he, he was putting was making sure that the state was not as big, he was giving more freedom of speech he Was you know what I'm saying, so even though he has all this nationalism and its patriotism in, like in, like on his uh, speech uh, the actions didn't really
0: go with the f- so so are you saying that he used more fire and brimstone but really was a nice he, guy behind the scenes?
1: I'm saying that he used <laughs> no he used nationalism to de- deliver his message and this is pretty much what every state or every country does they they bring the nationalism in order to yeah. deliver the message and I don't think the nationalism it's the bad part of it I think the fascist and well, the nazi are you know Well let me yeah. Well the, the
0: problem is there's not really a differentiation in today's world right and it doesn't matter what nation it is correct when you have a group that is touting nationalism and trying to play it off as if well if you're not nationalistic why do you hate your country and that's not it it's the relationship between nationalistic uh, uh dialogue and groups that do take it too far you know that are clearly fascists, that are Nazis,
1: and you are going to have some extremist group in everywhere, yeah. especially when you like start. And some people really uh, relate that message, and some people really embrace that message and think that if the president of the leader or the leader of your country it's like um, speaking about nationalists, that means that they are like Nazis or right. uh, fascists, but it's not necessarily. The same
0: man it's getting a little windy out here isn't no it's it? gonna rain tonight all right well i tell you what we've totally destroyed most of our listeners interest because they're like what the hell are they talking about i, I love it man i, I we, we went too deep in the politi- politics I, here I, i'll do I'll, and i'll do that often you know the, these are these have been averaging a little over an hour long we'll give them the good stuff early and, and if they get bored at that point tune it up but we uh i, I really appreciate you jumping on um, what i was gonna play earlier and we're, we're gonna walk out to this uh, so when I think of South America and I think of music, uh, I'll be honest. I know very few. Ba- I, I say you, George, right? I, right. I know him. Uh, can I? Can I play the last song? It, I tell you what. Let me do. Let me do this one first. Because Let's see what, if I approve. <laughs> because I'm an old school headbangers ball. MTV late night. I love MTV. Heavy metal, right? Okay. And every time we watched Headbangers Ball, and there would be like a live video or a concert, it was always in either Rio or Buenos Aires, you know. And there'd be like 2.7 million people in a stadium to watch. And I remember watching this one. Tell me, tell me if you like these guys. See if you, see if you recognize them. Here we go. Is a Sepultura. Ooh, this is good <laughs> Right? I like that Back in the day I remember being a kid And Here comes Germany's own Scorpions Rock you like a hurricane And I remember watching this Oh yeah It was the live video front, And it was from uh, Rio, actually The stadium Main stadium the, Is it Olympic stadium? Or what's What's the big Maracana Yes Oh, yeah, that's the
1: Temple of Soccer. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, right? Oh, that's a great right? song. Right? You remember yeah. that?
0: And I'm like, where did these people come from? Because Scorpions from were, were were big in uh, Germany, uh, and that was about it. Right. <laughs> and South America. <laughs> so, all right, here. I played that. Let's go ahead and give you two seconds here while you're looking it up. Hey, if you're listening you made it this far, really appreciate it. Um, you know, just a quick follow on Spotify or Apple pod, um, really helps us out. Uh, it'll give you a reminder when we have new ones, you don't actually have to listen to it, but it'll give you a reminder that you can, um, give us a follow, give us a review really appreciate it. And again, if you have suggestions, feedback, comments, anything, email us at soccer, dad at gaslightstl.com. Uh, appreciate it. And here we go. You got it, Claudio.
1: Don't oh, you're
0: gonna sing it too? Oh yeah. Good, because if you sing it, this is this song was booming in Brazil. All right, here yeah. we go. This is good. Ah, uh, it's banging. Well, thank you for listening. Turn it up, Claudio. Thank you for uh, jumping on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll uh, we'll catch up with you guys later. All right.